0: Don't miss The Marvels in theaters on November 10th and see where the Marvel stories all began when you watch Captain Marvel, WandaVision, and Miss Marvel only on Disney+. Planned starting at 7 dollars Hey listeners, want to start your own podcast? Let us tell you our favorite tool. Anchor is the one-stop shop for all your podcasting needs. Here's why.
1: Anchor lets you record and edit your show right from your phone or computer, so no matter your setup, you can start creating right now.
0: Then it distributes your show to the most popular listening platforms, like Apple and Spotify. Plus, it's the only place you can send video content to Spotify.
1: Creators can even earn money on Anchor with ads and subscriptions. Best of all, it's all free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started.
0: You're now listening to Femme Regard Podcast with Tessa Markle and Carolina Alvarez. Mm, fem. Welcome back, Femme Fam. We have another lovely guest for you today. Another creative we have found on The Gram. Um, which has really been treating us well. We've met a lot of really cool people on Instagram so far. Yes.
1: <laughs> what captured my attention to her were, was the stunning detail she took in her photos and, like, showcased her work, but also she just came across as, like, a badass director, cinematographer, and that is Miss Emily Skye, who we have on the show today. Yeah. Say hi. Hi. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um Uh, thank you thanks for joining us on the call today I'm so glad that you know it's been I think we've been trying to coordinate for months and this is how these things go so like thank you yes I know you're super busy (laughs) where where are you at
2: I'm in Florida I'm in Palm Beach Florida I know I, (laughs) I travel all over the place but um, I reside here primarily. I moved back three years ago, but mm-hmm. I'm I'm constantly going back and forth to LA, but I just missed you guys over the last few months. <laughs>
1: so, <laughs> no worries. Oh no worries. Yeah. Do you find yourself traveling like all the time for work then? Just you don't I feel do, like you need to be um, in the LA hub of things?
2: No, not anymore. I'm I'm pretty good uh with the projects that I've been doing, I've been able to do a lot of uh, meetings over the phone and Skype mm-hmm. from my own home. And then obviously when it ta- you know, comes time to like pre production and all of that and I have to have physical meetings then I I do my travels. So it's it's been really good to me, you know. Yeah. Um
1: mm-hmm.
2: it's been nice to kind of be stable. I have a seven year old and my family's oh, in dang. Florida and his dad and I co parent and it just made more sense totally. for me to yeah. be here, you know, instead of having him uprooted somewhere that Right. It's going to be a little bit difficult for him. So. And I think that's awesome. It's a little harder for me, but it's OK. You know? <laughs> yeah,
0: It's a little harder, but it's so cool that you do get to have that, you know, like you get to be where your family is. And then you do get to travel for work, but you don't have to be traveling for every single little part of it. You know, like it's a pretty good deal. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's not bad. You know, it, it's not bad. Sometimes, you know, you're like, I wish I could go, you know, meet this person and, you know tomorrow and you're like, right. I can't get on a plane tomorrow, yeah. but it's, uh, it's okay. You know, I've come to realize that my son's mental health and emotional well being is more important than the struggles of my own career. So I just have oh. to like, you know, I, I'm yeah. never around and, uh, it's still, you know, if there's a will, there's always a way. Yes. And today everything is so Focused on social media, that we're able to connect to people on just a whole different level Mm -hmm. through social media. So it's you know you don't have to rely solely on your agent anymore to get you work or this or that. You know you create your own content. You're you're getting seen. You're able to to connect to just some really awesome, amazing people, and you're like, let's collaborate. You know, yeah, Yeah,
1: it it works
2: out. So (laughs) I'm, I'm happy. You know, it's good. It's not bad.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind of inspiring, too, you know, for women that want to have families, A, and B, you know, want to live not in
1: L.A. or one of the major film hubs. Like, Absolutely. hey, you can do it. <laughs> you can do it all. Yeah, I had no idea. I thought really? maybe you were, like, L.A.-based, like, you know, just mm-hmm. judging yeah. by, like, you're. I'm constantly seeing you doing work, and I know you travel a lot, but, like, that is so cool. Um, And, you know, being a mom is another full-time job, so... Mm-hmm that is really inspiring. I, I totally agree with Tessa for listeners out there who want to be able to do it all. I know yeah. I do eventually like, and, and yes, there's probably lots of sacrifices that have to be made, but you can, you can do it. Yeah,
2: you can absolutely do. It. And I get questions a lot. Um, how do you be a mom and work and have this career? I'm like, well, how do dads do it? Yeah, (laughs) you know. I love that. (laughs) You know, it's like why is this the question? You know, it's like why do I have to to justify Mm -hmm. me having a career and being a mom as well? Like dads were okay with, you know, working and traveling and having to provide for the family. Well, I'm a single mom. Yeah I have to provide for my child and what better way to do something that I am extremely passionate about so that it trickles into showing my son how you can make anything happen Mm. and nothing can stop you you know you you don't have to having a child is not a burden you know it it's a blessing and it's great and anybody who wants to have kids great anyone who doesn't that's amazing as well I think everyone is allowed to do whatever they want (laughs) to do and find solutions you know (laughs) yeah it's a it's good it's I love it you know I think it keeps me grounded. It keeps me Mm humble. He keeps me in check, you know, when I feel like I'm drifting off to la-la land, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm like, (laughs) like, he brings me back to my center and he makes me the best human I can be. And filmmaking, there's nothing i rather do. It's just, I mean, I love it. (laughs) (laughs) It's like every fiber of my being, I just couldn't do anything else. I've tried. (laughs) (laughs)
0: that's awesome well I mean it sounds like you've been having a lot of success with it too like I was kind of looking up uh I guess your bio essentially um but I mean you have docuseries you have episodic tv you're connected to some features like you've been doing a lot like that's awesome
2: (laughs) it's it's all a process you know a lot of people they they look on it and they're like oh wow you know but that's taken so long you know to Mm -hmm. kind of get to that place you know anything in the industry or anything in in general it takes time but the docu series is probably the fastest uh series that I've ever got you know made mm-hmm. sold done okay. and it was like all within like two years so I was you know wow. and that's including pitching selling uh filming and you know now it's getting ready to go live in 2020 oh. I wish I could announce the exact platform but we're still <laughs> under that <laughs> yeah so yeah we we happen. know girl <laughs> we get
1: it we get the <laughs> platforms figuring out the platforms oh my god yes
2: yeah. <laughs> it's just like you got to wait, you know but you know you're screaming you're like ah
1: you mm-hmm. know
2: yeah uh, <gasps> but you know it's exciting and mm-hmm. uh the just to talk about the feature film you know i have i've been working on this feature film for eight years
0: wow so what?
2: This is at first it was a feature film and then it turned into a TV series and that was just a whole whirlwind and a lot of people Mm -hmm. look at it and they're like oh you have everything easy I'm like you have no idea
1: (laughs) what I went through for this
2: series you know so when it was a TV series you know we were at SuperCon we were on panel with the cast of The Hundred and The Walking Dead everything was freaking amazing CW was looking at us we got investing to go ahead and shoot the pilot. Mm -hmm. and uh it was like this dream cloud Mm -hmm. you know you're like floating Mm -hmm. you're like I made it you know reality (laughs) kicked and you know the investing fell through while we were on location already ready to go we were shooting in like a week everybody was coming out and it fell through because unfortunately the investor didn't pay his taxes correctly so there was you know, it was devastating. I had to max out cards. I had to borrow money. I had to get people home because I had the entire crew. Everyone was on location. Like, it was intense. So that was, like, about four years ago. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to lie. I took a four-year break. Like, a year break. I I do not (laughs) blame
1: you one bit. (laughs) I took a break because
2: I already invested about four years of my life into that project. Yeah. You know? So it was just devastating I felt I felt like a hack I felt like why am I doing this mm-hmm. you know and obviously I was a mom still I was a mom oh you know I God. have a mom but at that point he was very young and it was very challenging and then a year after my break you know I realized that no filmmaking is exactly what I want to do and I am crazy and I'm going <laughs> to jump back in and then the comedy <laughs> series that's on Amazon is actually based on true events of the making of the book series, like the failure of it, you okay. know, basically oh. all the people that I met, all the things that happened, it's two single moms in Hollywood trying to be filmmakers. Oh, yeah. What's, what's so it called? It, what's the title? It's called, it's called The Erector's. So we didn't want to call it the producer. So we were trying to erect a dead project, essentially. So uh-huh. we're like, oh, the erectors, you know? Yeah. No, it's not a porn. But it, it, you know, I took that break. I, I did that. Then I did this whiskey docu series And then I've been doing a, a bunch of uh shorts and things that are now getting into festivals. So it, it's moving. And then I just got really really lucky i think it's just timing that someone asked me about significance and i started talking about it and then they financed the entire thing and wow. now i'm looking at a 10 million dollar project that is greenlit and it's now a film again and i'm like how in the hell did this happen you know <laughs> i thought this was over you know uh, yeah. so like it kind of like took me by surprise but you know now it's it, it's just coming back and i think all it takes is is time. Mm. And knowing that you just can't give up, you just have to keep moving. And and I think no matter what, there's always going to be some sort of failure. But I don't look at it as failure, I look at it as growing and learning. And I needed all of that to be ready now for all of this. Yeah, you know, and it was just, it's just this journey, this path. And you know who knows what tomorrow will bring but today I'm like you know (laughs) I'm I'm ready so it's good so that's just a little I wanted to give a little backstory on that because a lot of people don't realize that this is not an overnight thing you know I'm not afraid to share the failures the struggles you know I think being real and honest keeps Mm -hmm. people seeing that they can do this too. They can go after their dreams. It's yeah. not just, you know, it's challenging, of course, but it's possible. Yeah, And I think that's what's important about being real and honest.
0: Yeah. And I mean, your story, like it shows you how things can just change on a dime for good or bad. You know, like you guys were riding high and then all of a sudden you lost the money for that project. And then, you know, now it's four years later, you're resurrecting this project because (laughs) somebody came through. Like, you know, things can just change immediately for good or bad. Like you've got to be prepared. And it's not in your control. And
1: you just like you said, you just have to keep pushing and and roll with it (laughs) roll the hell with it (laughs) like
2: oh that's all we can do right yeah all we can do is
1: that's all we have in control like that's what you're in control of is how Mm -hmm. you react to a given situation and as time goes on like you only get better at handling those really difficult situations at least i can say that (laughs) yeah (laughs) from experience it's like yeah okay not gonna have a panic (laughs) attack today we're gonna yeah. you gonna do it <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: you know I definitely I'm not gonna lie I cried for a really long time you know, yeah oh, was like I you know, can imagine you sit there and you're just you're just heartbroken you know <laughs> you felt like somebody died because essentially it died and there was nothing you oh, could I, do about it, it at that yeah. time so it's it's definitely it's personal. It's emotional. You feel. I think the you the pour your heart and soul into it.
1: It's not just some yeah, day absolutely. job that you're clocking in and out. That's why we do this, you know. And for our listeners out there, yeah. like the, you, you, that's what you're getting into when you're wanting to produce at you know a high, higher level and mm-hmm. and putting you know a family together. That's your cast and crew, and it, yeah, absolutely, it's emotional. That's yeah, the whole it's an journey. emotional it's roller coaster. Emotional. And like it's I mean I've gotten advice sometimes to kind of separate you know the emotions from the business and it's hard you know when you've got to be the producer and be like okay calm cool collected but mm-hmm. then it's like this is my heart and soul yeah <laughs> and it's like juggling that is it's it's really difficult are um are you a producer on these projects as well like is that also your role yeah
2: so I'm, I'm a writer, director, and I, I produce up until the point we're in pre-production. Mm-hmm. So then I then step back and I'm just solely director. Okay. You know, uh, I don't like wearing the producer hat at all when I'm on set. Mm-hmm. I'm strictly just focusing on being director. I do creative producing. So I'll bring in the producers that are going to take over the ship, you know, from yeah. that kind of standpoint and of course I work with the producer the casting producers and everybody Mm -hmm. for cast and I get my list and then they you know the uh studio that we're working with you know they give me the list of options of cast that they want us Mm -hmm. to work with you know and then we can kind of choose from there and then obviously have to base what their schedule is and all of that but anyway it's you know I bring in a solid team to kind of take over the reins as far as that, cause I don't want to deal with money as, <laughs> yeah. and then no. creative at the same time. It's just miserable. I mean, uh, the docu series, we traveled for uh, nine and a half weeks. It was 34 locations across the country. I was uh, shooting and traveling, uh, on the days that my son was with his dad. Mm-hmm. And then I would come home every Wednesday, pick him up from school and then bring him back to his dad's on, you know, friday or saturday and oh, then i was wow. back on a plane working so it was it was intense and that was like a whole other thing because i wore director and producer because it was a skeleton crew uh-huh. you know because mm-hmm. there's so many locations and we were traveling so much and it was just easier to have six people versus a, a oh, bigger yeah. crew to take up slack so
1: totally uh, but, was, oh my god that was <laughs>
2: don't know how I survived honestly I'm gonna be real like I I was like all the dudes I love them to death but <laughs> as soon as we left I was like go home Yeah, <laughs> just, like, leave me alone you know I would scream at them in the car I'm like just shut up and stop complaining we just left <laughs> in the bathroom you have to go again in my children sometimes you know <laughs> but uh it was an experience and it's just you think oh you've seen it all but you really haven't you know (laughs) (laughs) you're learning every day totally but yeah so I'm strictly I'm I like to be just
1: director Director. writer director
2: Mm -hmm. you know I also camera
1: operate operate. are you doing that as well on these projects too as you
2: direct Uh, some of them I do I always have so on the the docuseries I had a two uh camera operators and because it was going to be really hard to kind of do that produce and direct at the same time yeah okay so i just set up all the shots i set up everything made sure it was everything was framed how it needed to be and then i just kind of stood behind the monitors because it was just going to be impossible to kind of
1: do all of that at the same time yeah that's what i was curious yeah (laughs) i'm like i mean (laughs) yeah do it get it but like (laughs) tell me what's the secret sauce
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's a you know having a solid team is the secret sauce for sure. Always. So the short film that I just did called "The Deal," I camera operated. I I was like primarily I was a cinematographer and camera operator and the director, but I did a lot of pre production and uh rehearsals with the talent before we were actually filming. So everyone was blocked mm-hmm. and ready to go. So when we were on set. I just like ran through the whole thing. We finished it. We started around like almost twelve o'clock in the afternoon, and we wrapped. Uh, around like nine fifty at night. Oh, wow. And we went to like about, I think, six locations. Wow. Something like that. That's so impressive. <laughs> we like, blew through it. Yeah, it, was, it was a lot, but we only Dang. had, you know, the budget was only enough for the day. And yeah. we're like, we're gonna get it all we're gonna get it done. And I, I thought it was just easier for me to shoot it all and work because I feel really connected to my actors when I'm behind the camera. Because mm-hmm. if mm. there's something I need to adjust or change if a shot's not working, Um, then I'm able to just do it. and I don't have to go to the cinematographer and then they have to go Mm -hmm. to the camera operator or whoever and they don't have to make those adjustments. I can just make the adjustment, you know, and I'm like, oh, this is actually way better, you know, and I can move around with them. And it feels like I'm just, there with them Mm -hmm, and it just feels really it's just really great so I do love it uh for significance the feature film I will most likely not be camera operating the whole time but I'm pretty sure there will be some moments that I'm going to be up in there with (laughs) um the leads here and there you know just to kind of pull certain moments out Mm -hmm. I'll most likely be there but
1: Mm -hmm.
2: you know I still rely heavily on a solid dp and who allows me to jump on the camera and they don't get offended? You know, yeah. I'm like let me get on. You know, like because sometimes you know it's all art, it's all collaborating, it's all working together. And I I respect people and their boundaries and yeah and what they're trying to do. And I don't like stepping on anyone's toes. That's why I do step back from producing and I let you know the producers do their job. You know, mm. and then I, I let everyone do what they need to do. I just make sure it gets to where it needs to get first, and then right. I'm able to like step back. Totally.
0: And I mean, that's so helpful, too, though, to to really know what you're doing behind the camera, even if you're not being the camera operator, because like you said, you know, you can make sure the shot is exactly or the framing of the shot is exactly what you want, as opposed to I think I want this to be a close up. But you don't you know, like you don't know what that really means behind the camera. And so, yeah, I think
1: that's that's great. Did you go to uh, film school to learn all the camera operating Jazz. Just... So
2: it was all just learning.
1: So I did go to film school, but I did work
2: under Michael Mann when I first started mm-hmm. filmmaking. First, um I was modeling and then I was fortunate enough to work on his set Miami Vice. And that was like my moment yeah. at mm-hmm. eighteen years old of oh, wow. being like, I am going to be a director. Michael mm-hmm. Mann is a freaking badass. You know, <laughs> this whole thing is just amazing. It was just he didn't even like say anything he just did a hand motion and I was like <laughs> what is this you know I was so mesmerized you know people were like googling Colin Farrell and I was just like so obsessed with the director and I was yeah. just like this is amazing this is what I wanted to do <laughs> wow I <You know>?
1: <laughs> love that
2: and that was that was that and uh it was that was my moment and then I from there I, I convinced this this uh hip-hop group to let me direct and shoot their music video and i'm like yeah i've done this so many times and i haven't you know yeah. and then i i did it and it turned out really well thank god you know <laughs> and uh and then i started getting more work as a music video director and then slowly i turned you know transitioned to <laughs> narrative because sometimes it's hard i didn't want to get stuck just doing music videos right and, um because it can get hard to get out of that um genre you yeah, know yeah. that that kind of box that they'll put you in because you're if you're good at it, they're like, Oh, more work. Here you go, throwing right. it at you. And you're and, like, uh, Yes,
1: money, but no honey. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> yeah. It's just like,
2: oh, my creative spirit is dying. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> it's
1: Absolutely just, It's
2: just the ever expanding wanting to just keep on pushing your boundaries and exploring what your voice is because I think
1: And that takes any card- time.
2: Any kind of artist. Yeah.
1: Um, that's something we've sorry. told our sorry, we that's something we've told our listeners too. It's not something you you can have an idea, but I think it's by going out and actively like trying things you start to find your voice. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that resonates Exactly. With you. Yeah. No,
2: that's a hundred percent true. Uh I think the only way you're gonna really learn is or find out what it is that you want to do is by going out and doing it. And, and yes, I went to film school. I did it for a year. Mm-hmm. I went to a uh, Palm beach film school that ended up getting bought out by Hong Kong international film school. So it mm. turned into this giant thing that moved to Miami. And, uh, but even then I, I tell, I tell people, cause they're like, I can't afford school. I can't afford this. I go, they go out and start shooting now. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, You don't need to go to school because this is the industry that
1: it's a, there's not
2: a lot of industries that you can go into that you don't need a
1: school exactly. degree for. Right,
2: you know? right? You can literally go on to sets, learn how to be a PA, figure out what direction you want to go in and then mm-hmm. just start making your, your own short films. Use your damn phone, you know, <laughs> yeah. use a camcorder, use whatever. I tell people it's not all the time about the equipment. It's about what you can do with the equipment that you have. Mm-hmm. And... uh mm-hmm. It's just the way it is. You, you can make anything really amazing. It's just you have to get out and do it. You, you'll never be able to do it if you just sit there and just keep making excuses of you can't afford this or I don't have the red or I don't have this. It's, I just tell people just do it. And yeah. a lot of people are yeah, all like, hey, guys, it.
1: there's this thing called the iPhone. It's like pretty oh, <laughs> <he> good. Yeah. <laughs> like just start from what you have. To learn framing, exactly. to learn transitions, you, you can start building and understanding that world with uh, that, just a device like that. And obviously then build up and, and get more yeah, technical. Once you do but... have the money, great.
0: You can afford the great cameras, but until you do yeah. use what you've got and you can rent them. Exactly.
2: Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And you could collaborate and you're going to mm-hmm. meet other people and find your tribe. You know, I always say, find your tribe. Yeah. You're gonna be sticking <laughs> together, and then you all can work on films together on the side you know don't let money be the the reason why you're not going after your dream
1: mm-hmm. you know yeah,
2: I think you just have to you have to get up and do it you know it's maybe even at the end of the day you're not happy with it, but at least you're doing it and then you're learning not to do that again and then you'll try something differently next time i think I think it all builds you and it helps you figure out your voice ultimately that's that's what it is. Like what is your style? You know? What kind of tone are you looking for? Like how do you want your actors like what kind of what kind of uh direction do you want to give your actors? I feel a lot of people too ask me, like, how do you direct your actors? And I think the beauty is that every director has their own kind of ways of doing things. And me, I don't go in and just automatically tell them exactly what to do and how to do something. I like to see what they're gonna do with the character first. Mm -hmm. And and see what they like to do. And then if there's something to, you know, like a little note or something here to kind of help bring it out of them a little bit more, I always, you know, keep that open like that because I feel who wants to be directed. So to the point of telling them exactly how to move and do things. And you know, it's like, I don't want to crush their spirit either. I want them to be able to feel like they could be vulnerable and, figure it out and i can be right there with them making sure that they are hitting those notes yeah. you know so but it's it's great to see all kinds of different directors and how they do things and highly suggest that in lumet's book um making movies it's okay. a great book for anybody that wants to you know like how to start or yeah how to do things i think it's a great book it's called making but movies by Who. Yeah, making movies by Sydney Lumet.
1: Okay. Sydney Lumet. Okay, fabulous.
2: Sydney Lumet.
1: Like he's awesome. And so
2: it's great. I think so overall, back to your original question of how did I learn all the cameras is I just I from all the different sets that I've worked on, I've just started to learn how to use the cameras and figuring out what kind of tones I like, what kind of glass I like. I mm-hmm. love vintage glass. So that is very, trend, that that's just very seen in the yeah. stuff that I do is that, love that, that. buttery <laughs> softness, uh-huh. you know, with that little bit of grain, totally. you know, and that's the kind of style, you know, I'm a definite, definitely like a cook girl. And, Ooh, you know, yes. kawas I love and I love Cinevision. And, you know, I love um, K35. So I think it all just goes you know, the more you work with people and the more you're like, ooh, what's that? You know? Uh, Yeah. And then if you're passionate about it, you're gonna remember it and it's gonna Mm -hmm. stick and then you're gonna just continue to wanna learn and read and study, you know. So And keep Googling. YouTube, you
1: know? And yeah. the YouTube, yep, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs>
0: well, Emily, to wrap up, will you please let our listeners know where they can find you via social media, website, whatever you'd like to share? Like I said, we found her on Instagram, so I highly recommend you check out her Instagram. She's gorgeous. She's got some really cool shots. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you want to share with our listeners,
2: yes, you could find me um, at She Wolf Films and my website is also shewillfilms.com and basically anything she will film you'll find me so
1: <laughs> <laughs> love it but
2: primarily I'm more active on Instagram for sure Perfect.
1: yeah guys give her a follow thank you thank you thank you Emily for yes. taking your time super inspiring I am so excited for our listeners to to hear your journey and hopefully you know we will see you in LA sometime girl yes well, Let's yeah. do it. Thanks
2: for having me. And I can't wait to come out soon. And um, I'll stop by and we'll all get together for sure. So.
0: Thanks for listening to Femregard Regard Podcast. If you like what you hear, tune in next time for more tips on the filmmaking business and insightful conversations with industry professionals over tea.
1: We can only grow with your support, so please subscribe, share, rate, and give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you leave us a great comment, we might give you a shout-out on the show. For more on us, check us out at femregard.com. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.